0: Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise at Brentfist.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and this is not just any episode of Breakfast. This is show number 50, and for our number 50, we have from Broadway and from one of my favorite shows, Orange is the new black, the delightful Shawna Hammock. And for woo! our breakfast meal, yeah, woo! <laughs> and for our breakfast meal, we had a good old fashioned pancake palooza, and I can't wait to get into that. So, orange may be the new black, but Shauna Hammock is the new guest today on episode 50 of Breakfast. <laughs> Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. I <laughs> could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today... Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Brent Pope screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncle's got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Shauna Hammock, welcome to Breakfast!
1: Thank you. Pew pew pew. It's your fifty. Pew, pew, pew. The celebratory <laughs> horns that I can't really do. Um, not me neither. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Shauna Hammock. So I'm a big fan of your work.
1: I'm, I'm curious where, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I was born in Oregon, but we moved when I was young to Southern California and spent most of my life there until i moved to new york city when i was uh 20 something 23 i think
0: wow okay so did you go to um did you go to college first and then you went to new york or was it
1: yeah i i actually went to citrus college which is a junior college it's a 3 year program uh, i didn't do like a degree or anything it was a performing intensive program cool. it's called the citrus singers uh, because uh, you know i didn't have enough money to go to a four year college but my dad made too much money so i couldn't get like Financial aid, that kind of thing. So my wow. entire education cost me three thousand dollars. Thank you very much. Wow, so. where's
0: Citrus College? I don't
1: know where that is. It is in Glendora, California. It's sort of right behind Azusa Pacific University. Oh, uh, I totally know
0: where that is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's cool. right right next door. And, well, like, what was
0: your high school in 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 Southern California?
1: Benita High School. Go Bearcats! It's in Ooh. Laverne. know uh, I, I, Yeah, okay. I still actually go and visit and uh, go speak to the kids and stuff. My music teacher, Mr. Todd Helm, is still there. Uh, and uh, I go I go see him and see some students and whatnot. So. That, that's
0: cool. The only thing I know about Laverne is that the, I think they have this big softball tournament there every year. Um, and that's all I know about Laverne. Yeah, but probably, now I know that, that Shawna Hammock is from there. You know? Yeah,
1: it, it's next to the city over from San Dimas, which is, of course, uh, Bill and Ted's you know, right? excellent adventure, <laughs> famous, made famous cool. by that. Uh, yeah, it used to be a lot of orange groves and, uh, and that kind of stuff, but, uh, not any longer. It's all built out now. Like there's no more orange groves, but. Okay. Yeah. So
0: you you still keep in touch with your your music teacher from high school so it sounds like you were a performer from from way back then
1: oh yeah i started singing when i was 3 my grandfather was a minister so i started singing in church and my mother was a choir director um and group singing you know in the church but then i my my high school music teacher was also my junior high music teacher so i had him for 7 years in a row so he had he had a huge impact on my life but i've been performing for forever you know uh So I I just love it so much. Singing first, and then the other things after.
0: Oh, that's funny. I was going to actually ask ask you: Do you consider yourself a singer first, or an actor first, or performer first? So, would you consider yourself a a singer first and foremost?
1: I used to.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used
1: to for sure. Uh, uh, sorry, loud laughing. I have very loud laugh. Uh, <laughs> I'll try and turn my head. I love I laugh. your laugh. It's great. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I used to think of myself as a singer first. I used to think of myself as a a singer, actor, dancer. Uh, now I, I really just think of myself as uh, as a performer. Uh, yeah. It's all part of my skill set, and if I get to use one or two of the tools out of my toolbox, then that's amazing. And if I get to use all of them, then that's even better. But uh, the more I age, the more I mature, the more I learn, because I uh, I think learning is important. Uh, The more I have to offer, so I consider myself not just one or two things, but a full human being, and I use sure. that in my art. So
0: I l- I love that. I mean. I think a lot of people uh, have had similar things to you. Like, I think, what, maybe 10 years ago, Bob Odenkirk would have said, I'm just a comedian. And now yeah. it's like, you know, he's Saul and better and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So, yeah, we all grow. And I, that's great. I, I love that you're always trying to learn new things. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm always trying to pick up new skills and uh, enhance the ones that I have. How do you think growing up in Laverne influenced you as kind of how, how you ended up evolving as a performer?
1: Interesting question. Uh, I was very sheltered as a child, you know. You you get into a little box, especially when you know your grandfather's a minister and your mother's the eldest child of a minister, and you you grow up a certain way, and so you're only like you feel like you're only at church. You know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing at all. Like don't get me wrong, sure. I have a belief system, but it, it the world can be very very small, and so it wasn't until I really think I was in college. And the the head of the department, uh, Ben Bollinger, who's no longer with us, but he, he was sort of determined to, to break me out of that box. He believed in me in the sense that, no, you have talent, you have skill, but you, you can't stay in this little box if you actually want to do this for a living. And so I, like, he, like, I moved in with his eldest son and became their live-in nanny just to have an experience, like, out of outside of my home, I eventually like moved out on my own, that kind of thing. But he really was like, okay, there's the rest of the world. Let's show it to you. And um, not that like my people, my family, or anyone who are small minded. That's not it at all. But like, you know, we knew the experience. We knew, and so luckily through the the college, I Citrus College, I was able to expand my my world. Literally, I went to Europe twice and sang in some of the best cathedrals. I uh, went to Hawaii for a month to perform pop music with the school. It was it was really performance based of how how do you make it in the world as an artist as a performer as a singer? How do you do it really? And uh, you have to be well rounded. You have to know everything that you can. And yeah, I I, I still use everything they taught me there every yeah. every day.
0: It seems like those old cathedrals in Europe would have just the best acoustics. Is that? I mean, yeah, is that's that what right? they were
1: made for, you know, because there, yeah. there, there weren't microphones. So, uh, so yeah, the way they designed them, the 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 acoustics, the the architects, the way they built them, the vaulted ceilings, the the you know, the little side—I can't think of what they're called now—but even the side realm so that what no, no matter where you sat in the church or the cathedral, you could hear the speaker at the altar because just the acoustics were so amazing. So yeah, and, and yeah, to sing in them, whoa, because when they composed music for for music that took place in like buildings like that, they took into account the overtones and the undertones of the reverbs of notes coming back to you so that when you were singing something, they took into account and wrote specifically for their individual cathedrals so that if it was a a three second reverb, they would come back in that three second, you would be singing something with a note you sang prior and then it would make automatic harmony. It's like, Amazing oh, wow. how they thought about music back
0: then. That's crazy. There's there's a lot of stuff like that in Europe. Like the the guy in Barcelona, Gaudi. I don't know if you've ever been to Barcelona, yep. but he has all those houses where it's like, boy, it feels like there's air conditioning in here. And they're like, nope, yeah. it's just he just airflow put like in. he just put airflow in here so that he didn't really need it. And I was like, that's insane. Uh, yeah, very cool. I don't think I can wait any longer. We have to talk about. Well, okay, let me set let me set this up before we start talking about. Uh, I need to set the stage. Okay,
1: mm. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath.
0: The animals, the animals, trap, 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 trap to the cage is full. The cage it's is full. full, the day is, is new, new. everyone's so waiting, waiting, wait. waiting on you, and when you've got, got, got time.
1: time. Yeah. Oh man. Woo. I got to duet
0: with Shauna Hammock, Broadway.
1: Yeah, up, yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, Let me ch-
0: hold on. I have a box I'm checking off right now. Can't and check
1: <laughs> very nice.
0: Of course, that is the my you're excellent and my subpar rendition of the Regina Spectre theme song from Orange is the New Black. Yes. Absolutely one of my, my favorite shows. I mean, I I loved every single season. In fact, I've watched, I think when I first. When I finished season seven, I went back and started and just and rolled through it all in about a week again. Mm. You know, it was just, and just so,
1: hardcore binge.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoy that show. I love how it it reminds me a lot of a show I used to watch called Oz. But mm-hmm. Oz was did not have the comedic element of of Orange Is the New Black. And I think Jenji Cohen is really good at taking like, these kind of serious topics, but then adding levity into them. And I really appreciate that. That uh, Weeds was the same way, I
1: think. Yeah. It's a um, skill. It's sort of, it, that's what the Tenardiers do in Les Miserables, not to harken it back to musical theater, no, but they yes. serve a purpose, you know, and you yep. have to have a break from everything being so serious or you just can't stay in it. And right. if you get the break, you get the little levity, it's a little release, and then you can go back and be like really moved by all the things that are very... <laughs> Traumatic yeah. and dramatic about oh, yeah. um, Orange is the New Black,
0: and then you know if, if you guys haven't checked out Orange is the New Black, it's on Netflix. I would call it a tragic comedy, I guess, a dramedy. I don't know, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and many people don't know it's based on Piper Co- Piper Kerman's book, based on her real kind of story of her serving time in a federal penitentiary for money laundering. So. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it strays far uh, from her, her story. There's oh, many yeah. things that happened in this, but <laughs> I don't
1: remember what season it was. Like we're done with the book, we're just going to keep going now. Yeah, uh, I, prob- I don't remember which one it is, but it's it was, in there. <laughs> it was
0: probably a couple seasons in. Um, so, uh, what was the
1: audition process like for Orange Is the New Black? So Orange is the New Black, I had been auditioning for Orange is the New Black for over four years. They actually saw me in the last ship and actually asked me to come in to audition for the show. And it was was like every, you know, few months or so, I would get called in to to audition for a single line here or a single line there or whatever. Uh, But they just kept calling me and it was like, well, at least they want to see me. That's nice. Uh, And it was nice to stay connected with that office. And then... um, I had been out of work for a whole year as an actor. I was doing a horrible temp job where I would, knew I was going to just be literally at that desk for forever. It felt like I literally I literally put a picture of a canary in a cage as my screenshot on my computer at work uh, because <laughs> it felt like working in a mine. And I wanted to remind myself to just keep breathing because, uh, you know, if the canary dies, you got to get out. Um yep. So that literally, I'm like not even kidding. That is literally what I put on my computer because the the job entailed copying and pasting sentences from a Word document into an online program to make like this, uh, oh, now I've lost the word. It was a medical conference and, you know, the different classes or, you know, seminars or whatever. But doctors, of course, didn't use proper grammar. Why not? And I would have to go in and capitalize each of the first letters of the words so that literally was my job for eight hours a day, just copying oh, wow. and pasting, correcting grammar and capitalizing letters because they couldn't bother to do it, to make it sentences into titles. So right. yeah, and that was what I was going to be doing for months. The job was going to go from like June to December, I think it was. And I was going to have to go to Denver or something for this conference. But I, I I had told the people I was working for at the temp job that, you know, I, I am an actor and if something comes up, I'll give you as much notice as I, ha- I can, but you know, and I'll try and do my auditions on lunch. You know, it had been a minute. I hadn't had any auditions. And then all of a sudden one came in for orange and it was like, okay, well I have to do do it over my lunch break. And my agents were like, okay, we'll make that happen. And I, I went on my lunch break, took the subway down. Uh, I think it took seven minutes, the whole audition. It was, I had, I hadn't met SJ at that point. She's one of the casting associates and i did the first scene she gave me some notes we did the scene over we did the second scene we did the third scene at that point i was like oh my god i get to be an actor for 3 scenes in this audition it was more than the single line and i was so thrilled and i was like no matter what i can go back to this horrible day job but i get to be an actor for however many minutes this takes and uh, we we finished the third scene she it, you know it was taped um she's like oh great who are your agents oh yeah they're nice great well so nice to meet you thanks for coming in and i went back and went back to the day job. That was a Thursday. I didn't hear anything on Friday and I was like, "Well, it was nice to go in for them again. It had been a minute." And then on Monday at 11:06 a.m., and I'll tell you why that time is important, I got a message from my agent saying, "Hey, give me a call back." And I was like, "Okay." And so I called him back. He's like, "So you booked it. You booked orange. Uh you need to go to a costume fitting tomorrow." They're going to figure it out and you'll be on set next Monday, like this next coming Monday. So a week from booking it, I was on set and I filmed the very first scene of that whole, the first uh, day of shooting of season six. It was like jumping into the fire because I'd never done a TV show before, Uh, like a recur at all. And uh, yeah, so I had to go in at lunch and go, "Uh, so you know that thing where I said I would uh, give you as much notice as possible in this temp job if I were to book something? Uh, yeah, I'm giving my week, my one week notice and I have to be late to work tomorrow. And she was like, oh, well, at least it's big. So I think you should take it. I was like, "Am I going?" Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to take the TV show. Of course. We're doing this. Um, but 1106 is important to me because that's exactly the same time I found out I booked the last ship on Broadway. So 11 wow. a.m. on a Monday, both my first Broadway show and my first TV show. So do you now sit around
0: anytime yes. you have an audition and you're like, oh it's eleven oh eight, I didn't get it. Yes <laughs> if
1: my phone that's so loud, but yes, if my phone rings at eleven oh six AM or around eleven AM, especially on a Monday, I'm like, oh my god, it's Broadway, or oh my god, it's something else calling me. Wow. Uh and it hasn't ever been. But uh, yeah. you know, it's so well,
0: funny. So you play uh the CO, which is corrections officers for uh, you guys who aren't in the know. Like, in the know.
1: <laughs> CO Ginger.
0: Uh, yeah. CO, yeah. The Ginger called the Ginger Guard by some of the inmates. And also your actual name was Virginia Copeland. Yeah. Yes. So, um, oh, I never noticed that it also has almost has Ginger in your name. Ginger Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Virginia. Interesting. Virginia. Okay. I thought ginger. they were just because yeah. it was the red redhead. The redhead. Thing, you know? No, no. Yeah.
1: It's actually from the name. Yeah.
0: Excellent. So, a uh, couple things I love about your character. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, definitely was She's not a perfect fun. character. She's fun. No. She would not. She did not like to curse. Uh, <clears throat> s- some of my favorite uh, non-cursing things were "what the fuzz." And uh cheese and rice. <laughs> Love I those. added
1: I added Dag Nabbit. It's a curse word that my mother uses because oh, she doesn't God. like to uh to curse. And so it was a gift for her so that it would be there forever. I asked the writers, I was like, instead of this, whatever this I don't remember what it was. It was one of those. I was like, Can I say Dag Nabbit? Instead, they were like, Yes. Does um, she have any more? I was like, Yes, yeah. she does. So um, that's in there.
0: That's amazing. That's the that's the same uh, word that my grandfather would say. He would say "dag nabbit." Yep, exactly. Uh, I think he would also say consarnit, which I don't even know what that means.
1: Instead uh, of "gosh darn it." Oh, maybe, maybe yeah.
0: Consarnit. Okay, gosh, we'll see. This is why I need you around. I'm all the so time, happy Shanghai. to help,
1: Brent. I'm happy to help. <laughs> so you're, you're non cuss word, <laughs> cuss words. That's right. So you're I'm in, the in season. <laughs>
0: you are in season six and seven of Orange is the New Black. Which yeah. uh, season six takes place? In the aftermath of a giant riot that takes place at the prison, in case uh, anyone's trying to remember when that was, in Orange to New Black. Uh, I think your first scene, you were in Suzanne Crazy Eye Warren's uh, fantasy as a munchkin from. As Emerald a guard. City? Yeah, the Emerald
1: City guard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how Was that the first thing that you shot?
1: No, the first thing we shot actually was a scene between me and um, Alvarez where I'm balancing on one foot. Right. And he's coming in talking about his pencils.
0: Yeah, it's very important for your health. You read yes, that somewhere. exactly.
1: Yeah. It's important. <laughs> I don't know. I read it somewhere. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that was literally the first thing we shot of season six was that scene, just the two of us. And then eventually Greg Vostros, who came in as as Hellman. But he was later on in the day. But it was just the the two of us. And it was fun because we really got to establish... The duo, you know, because we were really like the comic duo sort of. And right. we were certainly a pair in that whole season.
0: Yep. So, um, yeah, that's what we shot first. A big part of your arc was all of the guards doing this thing they called fantasy inmate. Which is, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if you guys have heard of like fantasy football or fantasy uh, baseball or anything like that where you're you're uh, picking players and you get their stats, that's what it was. Except you guys were, <laughs> were getting the stats of like bad things they would do in prison.
1: Yeah, if they did um, things to themselves, if they attempted suicide, if they killed each other, if they, you know, attack somebody, yeah, it's it's horrible. Right, it's horrible. it was it was horrible.
0: And then yeah, and then the worst part was you know some of the guards started trying to steer the inmates into doing it just to win this game. Oh right, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Truth be told, you win. You know, you're the winner. Spoiler <laughs> you the winner. alert.
1: You know what's so funny is I didn't know if I was going to be in the next episode until about two days before they started shooting that episode. Like there oh, was wow. no guarantee. There was no, uh, uh, you know, you have seven episodes or whatever. So I didn't. Um, I originally wasn't going to be in episode eight, but they the writers were like, can you come in and – like, my agent was like, uh, they want you to film tomorrow, can you? Even though I was not supposed to be in the episode, I was like, uh, yeah. And I got yeah. there, and the writer was like, yeah, we were like, what's missing in this episode? Oh, Sean is missing. And I was like, uh, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So I ended up being in every single episode of season six, but yeah. I didn't know that. And so, I don't know why, but it, you know, they only write about four episodes before you start filming. And so as you start to learn who the actors are who, who are playing these characters and how they play the characters they start writing based on that instead of a preconceived notion and so the things they would do they started writing because they had me in mind and alvarez in mind and 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 all the other characters in mind and i think they they just liked me and i think that's why i ended up winning <laughs> I don't know if I was scheduled to win or not. I had never (laughs) asked that question, but I was like, that's right. And that's another reason why you are nice on set and know your lines and you're early.
0: That's right. (laughs) They like you. (laughs) I, you know, I love, uh, I guess I, I would say the main theme of Orange is the New Black to me is that, you know, we, we see people and we, we, we judge someone as this person is bad based on their actions. Yeah. But then we see like the whole story and you're like, "Oh, maybe they're not. Maybe it was the circumstances and they they're they're not necessarily a bad person. They did a bad thing in that moment, but you understand why when you see the entire context, right?"
1: Yeah, and it it gets you to think about yeah, that's it. In real life about we know only very limited knowledge about what somebody might have done, like a crime they might have committed. We don't know what led them to that point or, or forced them down that road or why they chose that road specifically. And Orange was really great of giving you like, look, everyone's a human and we all make mistakes. How would you like to be judged in your worst moment? And this is what happened to all of these women specifically who, who were judged in their worst moment or were forced into this circumstance. And, and how do you ever get over it? And how can you, if you're locked away, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, to to question like the judicial system, the, in, the industrialized, you know, prison systems and yeah. and and the way certain people are judged compared to other groups of people and
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, they got really heavy and deep in my my seasons and rightfully so, just based on things that were going on in the world. And yep. It was a way to explore that and to put it in a format where people might go, Oh wait, this is this actually is true and this is actually going on and um in the seventh season, they, they had the hotline yeah. for, for people for help for uh, immigrants who were trying to, you know, stay in the country where they're illegally, and they would be rounded up. And the number got shut down because we actually used the real number. And so people finally had it. And that pissed off, you know, the powers that be. And so they tried to get the number shut down. Eventually got reestablished. But it, they used, like, actual information on purpose so that using this this TV show – Maybe we can teach some people and help some people. So yeah. it, I, I feel privileged to be part of it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think you should. And, you know, a couple other things. You know, your character, Copeland, <laughs> here's a couple of funny things. You're so into self-help. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Yeah, 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 that you blackmail your, uh, I guess it was the supervising guard, and you mm-hmm. don't blackmail him for money. You blackmail him to let him to— let you go to a Tony Robbins car.
1: Yeah, yeah. I need days off. No, that's not possible. Wow, isn't that your girlfriend down there? No, in the, in the, Who's locked up? Isn't that interesting? That's not legal. Uh, yeah, right. she. what I like about her is she's completely, I feel like she's morally ambiguous in the sense of she does things that serve her and not yeah. necessarily, doesn't really care about anybody else. So it's not necessarily that she's a bad guy, but she's not a good one. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, look, so, when which you, is so fun when you win the, you know, uh, <laughs> when you end up winning the fantasy oh inmate, you're, you're pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty horrible. Gleeful. <laughs>
1: yeah. Horrible. I did it. And I actually really like watching that moment. <laughs> Nicholas Weber, who yeah. plays Alvarez, it cuts because I made him laugh. My goal was literally to make him laugh just That's once. Funny. And that was actually the last thing I filmed on the show uh for that season yeah uh and uh i did like the hand raise or whatever like in your face thing and they cut to a different uh shot or something because right after he just like laughed and everybody laughed and i was like yes yay (laughs) i don't like doing that like i don't like making people break yeah but if but that one i was just like i'm going for it i'm gonna go completely ridiculous and see how far i can push it and so i did and it made me laugh
0: well, Orange is the New Black. I I recommend if you haven't seen it and you're into these uh, comedies that are dramas, it's it's pretty. It's it can get pretty uh, gnarly sometimes. Oh yeah, I'll say that. Um, yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. I've seen it a couple times. I'll probably watch <laughs> it again. Uh, okay, real quick before we move on to something else, I just want you to top of your head name an inmate to me. All right, we're gonna play called the inmate game. Who oh, which inmate would you love to have as your boss?
1: As my boss? Hmm. Frida.
0: Okay. Uh, which inmate would you love to have uh, as part of a game night?
1: Uh, Uzo. <laughs> yeah. Crazy eyes, because you know that those answers would be like insane and also that's hilarious. Right.
0: Uh, which inmate would you like to have as your roommate?
1: Oh, as my roommate, Alex.
0: Alex, Voss, she's like of course normal. She's the <laughs> like, coolest. Yeah, she's yeah. so good, and she's <laughs> such
1: a nice person in real life. Laura Perpon. So yeah, oh, her. That's
0: cool. I love talking about Orange Is New Black. I could do it all day, but we're not going to okay. because uh, before we go any further. We have to talk about our breakfast pancake palooza.
1: Pancake palooza. Uh, when
0: you had the idea of like, we're going to talk about pancakes, you know, one of the slogans of the show is, the only show where bacon pancakes Hollywood, uh, me being the bacon, I guess. I don't know. Mm.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. We haven't talked about pancakes in depth, so. so did you make your pancakes yourself? I did. I mm. made uh, Bisquick. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Bisquick. Bisquick pancake. I made uh, chocolate chip pancakes with bacon, actually. So it's hilarious that bacon is also part of your thing. I also have multiple kinds of chocolate chips because you can't be limited to just one chocolate chip if you want. I oftentimes use a dark chocolate chip by uh, Ghirardelli. Uh, Today was a semi-sweet chocolate chip kind of day. I am a butter and powdered sugar on my chocolate chip pancakes, however, not a syrup person. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know. So, and also with milk. But.
0: So butter, powdered sugar, no syrup still, no. just the, oh, interesting. I don't know yes. that I've had that before like that. Okay. I can see it though.
1: Because if there's enough butter <laughs> and it melts, well, it makes sure. the powdered sugar yep. basically become icing. So yeah. it's not the healthiest of breakfast, but I love it very much. I actually often have chocolate chip pancakes for dinner. It's a dinner, breakfast for dinner kind of person. Oh, totally makes sense. We,
0: yeah. you know, we talk about breakfast or dinner a lot on this show, and it's- we are fans of it on The Breakfast yes. Show.
1: <laughs> well, but what about your pancakes? Where did you well, let me, yours? Can I ask you a couple questions about oh, yours? Sure, of course. Uh, yes. If you're
0: talking about chips, have you? are you a fan of putting like, because I've seen this in a couple places in Los Angeles, butterscotch chips.
1: I have not done it personally myself. Yeah. I have had butterscotch chips in a pancake. They are good. If I'm going to put other things besides chocolate chips in my, mm-hmm. my pancakes, I want it to be like banana or strawberries. Yeah. Like slices.
0: Yeah, just wondering if the butterscotch is too sweet. Maybe. Yeah,
1: I I don't I don't generally do it because even for me that that gets to be a little bit a little bit sweet. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> I cover them with powdered sugar. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Healthy talk here on That's right. Princess Club.
0: Look, it's Pancake Palooza. We will not slander Amen. any kind of pancakes no. during Pancake Palooza.
1: No, no <laughs> okay, discrimination so, against pancakes. So,
0: uh, first of all, big fan of the Bisquick. Uh, that brings me yeah. back to my childhood, the Bisquick yeah. pancakes. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I did not make my own pancakes. I didn't think I was going to. I'm pretty picky about my pancakes. I don't make them. I don't like the pancakes that I make, so ah. I went to, I went to a place down the street that I, I know and love called The Hungry Fox. Um, for some context, it's the place where, where Pam and Roy broke up on The Office. Uh, so if you're a fan of The Office, that's the place where that happened. Uh, if you want to go sit at the booth where Pam and Roy broke up, you can do that. Nice. Uh, anyway, I got some pancakes. I had some bacon with them. Uh, like you said, I think it's the perfect combination to go with it. It's the salty, salty sweet. The sweet. Yep. yep. Um, I I am a big fan of just like the butter and maple syrup. But this place, the Hungry Fox, has some jams that they make, Ooh. and they have like a jam that is a uh, peach and they have a jam mm. that is strawberry. So Ooh. I had two pancakes. On one of them, I put the maple syrup and the butter. Uh-huh. And on the other, I put half, I put butter on all of it, and then I put half strawberry jam on one side and peach jam on the other side.
1: That's amazing. And,
0: uh, and it's I'm actually a big fan of jelly on uh, pancakes. I don't know where that came from. I also like it if I put some peanut butter on it. Peanut yep. butter and jelly and pancakes to me is good.
1: I, I, I'm a fan of the peanut butter with banana pancake. Oh, yeah. You spread yeah. the peanut butter over the pin, the pancake and then either banana inside or on top. Yeah. Your preference. But do you know, if you ever make pancakes, again, I highly recommend browning your butter just slightly. Before okay. you put the pancake batter in the, the pan. Well, okay. And that's so another flavor.
0: That's a great flavor. I, I'm going to try that. The other thing, you know, the reason I don't make it at home is what I used to get when my grandma would make it is – the pancake where it's got the little ring on the outside that's crispy.
1: Yep. That's a lot of butter. <laughs> I don't.
0: Okay. So it's no, butter. It really I don't is. know. It's butter. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to make that. When I go to a place and they have that, I'm, look, that's that's the best thing I'll eat all day. You know. Yeah. So the little
1: crispy, yummy part. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, look, I don't think we can get any more into pancakes than we did. Uh, you guys have lots of inspiration for types of pancakes to have, guys. <laughs> Amen. Um, I, I go out. And do likewise, gentlemen, as they say in Glengarry Glenn Ross. Go and do likewise.
1: Go and do likewise. Onward, pancake people. <laughs>
0: onward, pancake <laughs> people. people. Is that bad oh. to do a ham and turn it into, about pancakes? I just think uh, it's hilarious
1: that you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I am familiar with the onward Christian shoulders. Oh, yes. As it were. Shoulders. All right. Oh, wow, so, that's taking me back. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's a lot of flashback coming up in my brain. Thank you, You will VBS. now always
0: think of Onward Pancake people. <laughs> yes. It's great. You're going like, to be in church. That. You're like,
1: Onward, Onward Pancake. Pancake-y. What are you singing? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wrong verse. Wrong verse. That's a secular version.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Shauna Hammock. <laughs> okay. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know?
1: A Mighty Wind.
0: Ooh, are we talking about the Christopher Guest movie? Yes,
1: indeed we are. And Very because funny. people are freaking yes. out about Shit's Creek, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole series of movies that have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare like, yep. together. And A Mighty Wind, I just love that they're singing together. I love that there's music. It's like folk music. I mean, of course, Waiting for Guffman, always a yeah. classic. But people may not know A Mighty Wind if they know of waiting for Guff, They might so, not.
0: Yeah. That's a good that's a good recommendation. I recommend that as well. Yeah. The
1: TV show uh it was cuz you said either or. Uh the TV show is The Night Manager. It's uh oh, absolutely. Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston. and yeah. Hugh Laurie. So
0: Look, I love seeing Loki uh being a manager <laughs> yes. of a night manager.
1: <laughs> and and Dr. House being like an arms dealer. That's right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's a good one
0: though. Yeah. What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun?
1: I I waffle back and forth about this. Galaxy Quest always.
0: Mm. Uh
1: but also the John Wick series.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I right. really
1: love action movies. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm never going to be in them, but I just love them, and yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. I get on a kick where I find an actor, and I just want to watch all of their stuff, and a lot of times I circle back to Keanu Reeves. I don't know. Maybe he's pretty. He's a, tr- a national treasure. A good I good-looking guy. Yeah. He's a good-looking dude.
0: <laughs> he's more of a national treasure than uh, Nicolas Cage. Yes. Indeed. Uh-
1: <laughs> indeed. Although, I, although, Although guilty pleasures, those movies too. They are movie. those are
0: guilty pleasure movies. I love yeah.
1: those
0: movies. Um, so you know, g- fan of Galaxy Quest. Uh, for the f- <laughs> people who might be a little behind on the show, you can go back and listen to Bill Cott, who played who who was in Galaxy Quest. He was the guy that was at the Comic Con that goes up to, uh, goes up to the character and goes by the hammer of Grapple Thor and uh, <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: um
0: by grapthar's hammer hammer, is that what it was yes (laughs) Yes.
1: excuse me get it right bill
0: Bill Cott does great part (laughs) he does great parts like that you always remember him yeah Yeah. uh what is the show or movie that that inspires you
1: labyrinth by jim henson oh god Um, so good so i used to watch that movie like seven times every saturday like that's not an exaggeration like there was something about that movie, maybe it was David Bowie in that cod piece. I don't yeah. know, uh <laughs> but there was something about that movie about the the mystic magical quality and also like sort of the slight terrifying part because like the fiery guys are terrifying and But I love that movie so much. I still watch it now, but there was something about the idea of finding something so creative and original and just making it and going all in in it. I didn't realize that at the time as a kid, I just loved the world and wanted to be part of that world. Uh, and I also, I, I've always been fascinated by puppetry and specifically Jim Henson yeah. stuff. So, so that is, that is like a movie that inspires me because you know, it was panned when it came out, it was horribly right. reviewed. And now there's like a ball, a masked ball that happens every year because people love it so much. So it it's not a matter of making things that are popular of, or financially like great. If it, if it's, If it's true, if it has something about it that people resonate with, people are going to find it, even if it's just many years later, unfortunately. But that inspires me. The idea of, like, you can create something because you love to create it and not worry about whether or not if it's financially going to be a mega hit, you know, like an an Avenger movie. But it can speak to people, and and that could be what's important about it. So, Well, you know, that's... that.
0: That reminds me a lot of Galaxy Quest. That didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. either and it's a it's a cult classic. Uh, another the Cable Guy, uh, Jim Carrey and directed yep. by Ben Stiller. That movie got panned. Yep. Ben Stiller wasn't allowed to direct for like 10 years after so that. So long. <laughs> and uh now it's known as like I mean it's 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 a great dark comedy. Anyway, uh, yeah. A
1: fun thing about Galaxy Quest, there's like an hour long documentary that they did. It's on Amazon Prime that you can watch. Uh it's so great. They and we realized that we were maybe going to get a TV show, right? Yeah. But then Alan Rickman died, and so they just couldn't do it without him. They didn't, yeah. they thought. So I was like, oh, my God, I want to be on the Galaxy Quest TV show.
0: Yeah, well. But
1: no, alas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things that will never happen for 200, Alex. Oh, Alex is no longer with us. Uh, oh, Oh, yeah. never mind.
0: It's a good tribute to him, though. Yeah, you know? I love yeah. it. He, his, his catchphrases live on and will yeah. always. you know. amen.
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
0: great. Uh, well, this has been so much fun, uh, Shauna Hammock. Uh, thank you for coming in. Guys, if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pics of Shauna Hammock and I enjoying our breakfast pancake palooza, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it, a breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff, shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, perfect for any occasion. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the breakfast store. You'll be so glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow if you have a breakfast question to ask away. And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. It's so helpful. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in over 36 countries covering six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciated. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Shauna Hammock, what is uh, next for you? And where can we find you on social media?
1: <laughs> well, on social media, you can find me on Instagram at, at Shauna Hammock. It's S-H-A-W-N-A-H-A-M-I-C. And uh, that is the same for Twitter. Although I'm not on Twitter very much, but Instagram mostly. Uh, Facebook is Shauna M hammock, my actor page. Uh, but mostly Instagram. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm also on clubhouse, which I love, which is, Oh, me too. Sean yeah. Hammock. I love clubhouse so much. Um, <clears throat> and what's next for me is my, my project that I finished filming during the pandemic, uh, is going to be released on Netflix on May 14th. It's called Halston. It's, a, a Ryan Murphy production. It's a limited miniseries. I play a real person whose name was Pat Past. Mm-hmm. She's sort of like the, First big girl supermodel, uh, she was nice. an Andy Warhol star and a muse of Halston, who's like the first American high fashion designer yeah. of any renown. Uh, Ewan and McGregor is Halston, so that was fun to work with him. Bill Pullman's in it. That was amazing. I also have a movie, my very first feature, which uh, will eventually come uh, again on Netflix. I seem to be a Netflix contract player, which I don't mind. Uh, (laughs) Please cast me in all the things, Netflix. Uh, It's called Bruised. It's Halle Berry's directorial debut. I literally only have like two scenes. They're both with Halle Berry. I'm like called school teacher, but that is me. It's very exciting because it's my first one. And... uh, Other than that, the next thing musical theater wise, I've been cast as uh, Richard Henry Lee in the gender inclusive revival, Broadway revival of 1776, which is which has now been pushed another year. So, oh, no, I probably (laughs) probably shouldn't say that, but it has been. It's been pushed another year. Uh, So we anticipate 2022, 2023 is what will take up the time for 1776. But it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited about it.
0: Last night I was like, oh, I wonder if Bruised is actually out. And I went on Netflix and there's a there's a there's a placeholder for it. It says Bruised. Yeah, and then when you (gasps) click on it, it just says (laughs) there's no play, it doesn't play. It's like not not yet. Yeah. It's like, no, you can just see what the title you can just see the bruised with like some black and gray behind it. That's all you get. So I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to watch this," and I'm glad yeah. that, to find out what's what's. No, I'm glad to find out what's going on. Like, okay, it's going to be coming out. It's just there's some. Yeah, yeah it's not. It has out been yet. announced
1: yet. Uh, I I hope I didn't hit the cutting room floor. Uh, but two well, my two scenes were kind of integral in the sense of saying who the character was of Halle Berry. Halle Berry's yeah. character. Now I will tell you that uh, she broke three ribs in filming the first week of that. So everything she does in that movie. Basically, she has three broken ribs and wow. directed and starred in it. And so she is a badass, and she is unbelievable to work with. I only had one day on set, and she is so glorious to work with. Talk about a wonderful director. Yeah, I'm so interested
0: was. to see her, her work as a director, too. That's very cool. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm on set for one day. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Everybody leaves for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're shooting out in Jersey, and it's madness, and, like, gunshots went off around us. We were like, oh okay but she of course has these broken ribs but uh the director of photography just kept calling me okay teacher we're gonna have you move over here or okay uh madam secretary or whatever we're gonna have you sit over here and Hallie Berry was like her name is Shauna Hammock and I was like oh no it's fine you can call me Bobby Sue I'll do whatever you need me to do and she looked at me she's like you auditioned for this role you were up against other people you've done your work and you're your job you've been cast you're not an extra your name is shauna hammock and you deserve the respect of people knowing who you are and i was like all right thanks hallie because she wouldn't let me like call her miss barry which was also crazy but but she was like no it's important it's important to me that they know what your name is so they can call you your name so that no you know you're respected here and after that the director of photography was like Okay, Shauna, let's have you come over here and blah, blah, blah. And everybody knew it after that. He just uh, never bothered to learn it, you know, because I was there one yeah. day. But but she's like, it's important. I respect you. You were hired for a reason. And so yeah, I don't care if you're here one day or not. Your name is Shauna Hammock and people should know it. And I was like, Oh my
0: God. Wow, Halle Berry. What yeah. a wow. What a great uh, boss to have. On yeah a, on the set. right that's awesome wow. if I, did, I didn't think I could like Halle Berry more and now I, I, know. I do and now so, I do too yeah thank you Shawna okay. Hammock
1: you're welcome that was just to share with you I don't care if you put it in or not but oh it's staying like, in
0: the show that's a great <laughs> but story I was just like
1: you know you deserve respect I was like wow thanks yep. I'm a day player and like I don't have a name officially but you made sure that they know mine yeah right it was it was, it was pretty empowering well, I, I never been... think about anything the same way like I'm like no wait I you're right I've done the work I did my homework I I booked it over other people. I I had to audition and I was cast. So, thanks for giving me the, you know, I I have to accept that I need respect as much as anyone else and that it was a lovely life lesson and she was so sweet to teach it to me so graciously and I was like, "Wow. Okay, cool."
0: That's amazing. Well, Shauna like I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I'm a big fan of you as an, as a performer, and now uh, as a person because you're so delightful.
1: Oh, and thank I love you your so I love your
0: outlook on life. And uh, gosh, uh, maybe one day we'll 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 uh, work together. That would be great. Or That'd maybe I'll just amazing. be in New York, or you'll be in L.A. Any of those things are f- great for me.
1: It's gonna <laughs> happen. I feel it, Brent, because you know we all travel all the time. Eventually, Absolutely. we'll all get vaccinated or whatever, and oh yeah, and we're gonna. We're going to make it happen. We'll have that lunch with you and your wife and and or wherever. You're yeah. there in the middle somewhere. We're going right. to figure it out.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for coming in uh, via the internet, and uh, we will talk soon. <laughs> All right. It's been
1: such a pleasure. Thank you so Excellent. much for having me.
0: You're welcome. And with that, we put another What the Fuzz worthy episode of Breakfast <laughs> with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya.